0: After all, our love of animals helps us be better humans. And the more balanced and healthy we are, the more balanced and healthy they can be, too. Be sure and look for my CDs on iTunes. And to find out more about my work and to receive your free Quick Start Animal Talk course, Just go to my website at ValHeart.com. While you're there for a limited time, you can also apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment Session. And if you want to learn how to be your own Dr. Doolittle, check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system available now on my website at ValHeart.com. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm talking with Teresa Ann Winton. Teresa was raised in Kentucky and taken from her parents when she was 8 years old. She was placed in foster care for the duration of her childhood until she went to Florida College, where she studied early childhood education, child psychology, and sociology. And in addition to child and social psychology, Teresa also studied the healing arts of homeopathy, vitamin, and herbal supplementation. Author Teresa Ann Winton chronicles her search for wholeness and reconciliation in her first book, Pieces of the Pearl, Memoir of a Foster Child's Triumphant Transformation. And her second book, which is what we're here to talk about today, Tears in the Lilies, is a biographical work about pet loss the joys, sorrows, and the spiritual discoveries she personally experienced with her animals. Teresa not only enjoys writing books and poetry, but she also enjoys pinning song lyrics. Hughes of Hope, Paint a Pretty Sky is a ballad about her broken childhood. Under the Popcorn Tree was inspired by her writing muse, Squeakles, a beloved guinea pig that endeared herself to the author's heart. Teresa's third song, Tear-Shaped Heart, is currently in production with Galen Breen. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Thank you, Val. It's good to be here and appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today about my book. I'm so glad. Uh, You know, we don't often give the topic of pet loss the importance that it really has. For any animal lover, we know that pet grief is every bit as real as human grief, and sometimes it's even more, um, you know, it's like we grieve even more for the loss of our animals than we do our human friends. Yes, and and really that is what inspired this writing. Um, I had written my first book, and and I had planned on just writing the one book and then go into writing song lyrics. I really wanted to finish my life with being a writer of songs Mm -hmm. and um, just poetry. But um, I found that when I was going through the... Um, production of my first book um, that during that production and just before I started into that production I had I had gotten a little guinea pig and squeakles was her name Mm -hmm. and she was there for me and I would sit and I would talk with her and pet her and I would you know talk about my book and what I was going to share Mm -hmm. and and even though going through that um that journey of sharing with the world my foster care journey um, i you know it it was it was hard at times but i so i turned to this little guinea pig she was my writing muse um we i cried with her and and really there was a spiritual connection i felt instantly with this little animal but um so when my first book was published this is what is not written and revealed in either of these books Mm -hmm. so this is a little something new for the for the reader to know okay when i went into the um well when the production of the first book was completed and it was shipped out to my house my first copy Mm -hmm. um on a thursday that was when squeakles took a turn for the worse and she died that saturday right before the book came to my house wow and so um and so when my first books got here i was just Enveloped in grief, and I yeah. didn't know quite how to how to you know my dream was here was here. I finally made it to being published and in my animal that I turned to so much during that time, mm-hmm. more so than my other pets, and so mm-hmm. that led into this book because I went through so much and and I found wonderful kinship with my friends and sharing my loss, but at the same time, I found an incredible. Um, emptiness around me because it wasn't treated really the same as human loss. Mm-hmm. And, um, I found myself very lonely and, and trying to figure out what do I turn to. I looked on the internet for a book to read. Yeah. There were things on cats and dogs, but there, there wasn't anything that I felt that really helped me. So I thought, you know, I'm supposed to write this book. I went through this. I lost, I loved all my animals, every yeah. single one of them. Yeah. But losing Squeakles was, you know, it, it, it was a greater loss, and I and I've lost animals after that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that connection was, I really believe that connection was made there, so that I could write this and and be a, yeah. a you know, be a spokesperson for that grief. I'm so glad. You know, it's it's so. Uh, I think it's remarkable that you took your pain your wound, you know, in your journey. And and you used it to create something beautiful and inspiring and helpful. You know, it, and it, I, I'm sure you wrote it in some ways as part of your path of healing. You know, it's a spiritual journey, a path to healing uh, of your own grief and loss. But you created something remarkable out of your wound. Oh, well, thank you, Val, for saying that. I I, I really... It was an awakening, really. This whole journey was a spiritual awakening for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when many of those who have read the first story and that know me and knew that story, mm-hmm. um, they know, and it's clear in there, that I wasn't able to handle the death of, of animals well. Mm-hmm. I went through a horrific um, uh animal loss in my childhood before I was taken into foster care. Uh-huh. Um you know and 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 it, this story was so difficult for me to bring to the public mm-hmm. for them to know that my father in a drunken rage one night shot my dog oh, in front of me and I had to drag and he told me to drag the dog off oh. and I was young I I'm not sure my age I I believe I was 7 mm-hmm. and um and and so I had to drag the dog off in the night and it was dark and uh, wow. you know and I was devastated you know it, as you can imagine oh. a child does not understand what's going on mm. they don't know how to make first of all someone they deeply love that's supposed to be the protector yes. kills their best friend yes. and that dog was my best friend in my youth I um when you read my first story you yes. know that um I didn't have supervision I I, You know, I was so hungry, I even ate plaster off the wall. Yeah. I, I ate indigestible things because me and my other six siblings were left to pretty much nurture ourselves out in the country, yeah. and Daddy was an alcoholic. I loved my father. I never, ever had bitterness towards my family like that. Um, you know, I, and at the same time, though, you wonder how, how could a parent... How could a parent shoot a child's dog? He was my solace, that dog was. Yes. Yeah. And But because I saw death like that, Val, yeah. Yeah. I, I then could not handle seeing uh, an animal off the road or whatever. Mm-hmm. So through the years, I was determined through all the things I'd gone through, including that pet loss, that I was going to find a way mm-hmm. to triumph over that no matter what I had to do within the realms of doing things that were correct and right, yeah. I sought, I sought out all types of, uh, I sought out some counseling, some friends, and mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. types of alternative healing. And I, and what is, what really astounds me is the healing power of God. Mm-hmm. When Squeakles died, during when my book was published, I mean it was in my house on a Tuesday. And I looked at all the books. They were stacked up in my living room. I looked at them, and I thought, who wrote that? Mm-hmm. Why am I to sign those? Now, that may sound very bizarre to folks who may not understand that this book tied in so much to this little animal, and then this animal's gone. She's not here. Hey, Squeakles, look. Mm-hmm. I, I, we we did it. Mm-hmm. We got my book, you know. Yeah. And now we can bring hope and healing to other foster kids, to other people. Yeah. And so that inspired this book and and I learned about myself so much. I I I suffered several deaths of my animals or that's documented in Tears of the Lilies and I found out, you know what? God healed me so much. Now I don't fall apart off the side of the road when I see an animal. Mm-hmm. I pray and I'm fine and mm-hmm. Squeakles died and we able to bury her, mm-hmm. you know, and go through all that. Yeah. And you celebrated her life, you know, in a really meaningful way, you know, so her influence and her wisdom and her gift continues to bless others. Mm Yeah, thank you. You, yes, thank you. Yeah, oh, goodness. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Oh, man, I'm so sorry that all that happened to you. Um, And I'm so grateful, you know, that you used that to, like you said, triumph. Well, you know, um, I learned. I learned a long time ago. What's been fortunate about my life, and and even though ripping, I was ripped from my family at eight years old, Mm -hmm. and uh, I woke up the next day in a in a children's home. It was called Sunshine Lodge. I didn't see anything sunny about that place. (laughs) Um, But I will say, they I felt safe there as far as I wasn't uh, abused and and I was fed meals and this and that but tell you when you wake up as an 8-year-old child the next day and even though your home is uh dysfunctional mm-hmm. your father's an alcoholic that is your that's where you are home mm-hmm. and 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 fortunately it was a good thing that I was taken out an environment but yeah. waking up in a in a home the next day even the floor was not even familiar. I mean, I, it caused me to rely on something bigger than me. I didn't know at the time that that was going to end up being God, but um, I didn't know who God was when I mm-hmm. when I really didn't understand all that. But anyway, all those things, if we allow ourselves to experience the grief and experience the suffering um, and let it do what it's supposed to do, and that is sometimes it's supposed to. Recreate us, show us things we didn't know before, heal us in ways that we were running away from. And Squeakles, that whole journey with her, I believe, has done that. It showed me that, hey, you know, I had things I need to work through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I think all our listeners can relate to that because we all have things that we have to work through, even if they're not as dramatic, you know, Mm -hmm. or. You know, certainly, this is your story. is such an extremely painful story, mm-hmm. you know, traumatic one. And I know others can relate to that. They may have been through similar, or maybe even worse, situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the rest, the rest of us, you know, we can certainly relate and feel the compassion for you. Oh, so. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> you used all of that to create an inspirational journey through pet loss. Uh, your book is called Tears. In the lilies, Teresa. Let's go ahead and take a quick break right now to give them your website. How can they contact you? Oh, uh, the best way is Teresa Ann Winton on Facebook. Okay. All, all my connections are there. The author, um, my author uh, website, and and the publisher site, and and booking, and all that information is there at Teresa Ann Winton on Facebook. Right, and it's uh, by the way, it's Teresa T-E-R-E-S-A. Ann A N N Winton W I N T O N on Facebook. That's correct. Great, thank you so much. Thank so, you. so let's shift gears just a touch. Um, so, how do we communicate with animals? You, you told me um, you feel like you can communicate with animals. Tell us about that. Well, um, I didn't understand a few years ago why I felt like I could sense what animals are feeling. I, I just, it, it just seems. Um, you know, I, I'm in tune, um, and I think a lot of that stems from my childhood, of being around so many animals in my youth, and mm-hmm. and uh, they were my family and, yeah. um, and my best friends. And so I learned kind of, you know, their instincts, I think. Yeah. And so um, I think when you're really listening and tuning out the noise around you, like, for instance, mm-hmm. in Tears in the Lily, there's an example in the book of, of an animal that I adopted, and um, um, long I'm going to make a very long story short here, but <laughs> <Okay>. I, <laughs> it it was in December and it was the 18th, and I was I I had a friend of mine gave me money uh, for the, for for a holiday that day, and and I had a little trouble, and so she just wanted to inspire me, so I felt the need to go to the pet store, went to the pet store and not intending to to get another animal. I just felt that I was supposed to go to the pet store, and I went to the pet store, and I picked Uh up, as soon as I walked in, they know me now, you know, (laughs) here comes the guinea pig lady again, and, you know, so they're going to, for sure, they say, oh, we just got some, you know, we got some. So I was looking at the new guinea pigs they got in, but she said, have you seen the one up for adoption? Uh And, of course, you know, I'm always for the underdog. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I'm I'm for the one that nobody wants you know because i used to be the little kid that was the outcast in school when i was in my home environment so i'm like oh sure Uh so i'm seeing it there and it's this white albino and she's got a crippled um paw oh boy and they tell me that it has not squeaked purred done nothing since they've gotten it in the store and and um and uh, they have it off by itself so it wasn't allowed to be with the other animals that were Uh perfect and um you know, so they distinguished it that it was up for adoption for twenty dollars, mm-hmm. and so you know I'm thinking, oh boy, I cannot leave this animal here Not home. Well, I picked it up, and I and I took its little paw, and I and I held on to it, and while I was communicating and talking with um, the two sales reps with, that were there, I was praying. They didn't know that, and I was praying and I was talking. Um, you know, and I was saying, God, show me, um, that I'm supposed to get this animal, mm-hmm. um, help this animal feel at ease with me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was praying that, and it wrapped its little broken paw mm-hmm. around my thumb, and I could feel the pressing. Mm-hmm. And the girl was standing there, so I said, look, And they, they were just, they were like, wow, we thought it was paralyzed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, and so the remark was, Wow, you have a connection with animals. They had already thought mm-hmm. that, but that really confirmed. <laughs> us. I said, Well, you know, I think I have a connection with animals. I don't quite understand it. I know that there's always been something there. Mm-hmm. And this little animal, by that time, it went from the moment I picked it up from being very terrified on guard mm-hmm. to laying flat on my on my chest here and with its its paw, uh, gently wrapped slightly around my thumb. Impressing and then I knew And it started uh, Doing the little guinea pig um, You know they make a little sound and Mm-hmm. It started doing that very, very lightly mm-hmm. and then I and then the and then the sales rep said, Well, I really want a doctor but um I don't have the money. I said, I got the money yes. <laughs> I had it in my purse from my friends and so I'm thinking this belongs to her because I'm supposed to buy this animal. Yes you to, are. For, but no, my husband won't <laughs> let me have it and you know, my house is full and truly I'm sure it was full with every animal imaginable mm-hmm. in her house. Uh-huh. So we went and had, we went and had, um, cocoa at Barnes and Noble. And, um, and so, um, while I was waiting for her, I, I decided, you know what? I told her, I said, you know, I'm not going to leave you in here. And I suddenly, in those moments with that guinea pig, the out, the little outcast, at least, the at least the, um, the store and whoever brought her there recognized the fact that. This animal has some value. Instead of just dropping it off in a creek or somewhere to die, they recognized that someone gave it at home, and it was supposed to be me. And so um, I I took her, and um, she touched me because I I took – I went back to my to the resources of my childhood, and I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I know what it's like to not belong at Christmas. I know what it's like to to feel lonely and and look around and your mom you, your friends have mom and dads and have have normalcy and you and you don't you have foster parents who don't even look like you mm-hmm. and, and, you know so my heart went out. It was one of the best decisions that I made, <laughs> Oh, I love that <laughs> taking that little animal I list uh and i named her we named her Matthew because uh there was a bible story about Mephibosheth in the bible um king david um wanted to honor one of his friends with uh and take his son methibhelsheph and have him to eat at his table and enjoy his luxuries as a king mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and this was my husband reminded me of that so that was kind uh-huh. of like so she became uh-huh. her name Matthew. Matthew, i love that yes. that's great yeah. Thanks for sharing that. You know, oh, and I, yeah. I I think you made a really important point, which is, you know, when uh, I know maybe not everyone believes in God, or you know, the way you do or mm-hmm. has that kind of relationship, but everyone I think knows something about praying or asking for help or uh, whether you're talking to spirit or the universe or just, you know, a general plea for assistance or you know, or, or just going inward, you know, uh, and connecting with our intuition and our inspiration and our, 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 um, I, would, I would say, I'll call it our God mind, you know, our creative spark, whoever sourced us, you know, our source. Um, but when we do that and we alter our frame of mind and reference, and we have the intention to connect, you know, with another being, um, then often information does, in fact, come through. Isn't that isn't that how you find it to be so? Uh well, I yes, I I think when I when we're open, I do believe in a, in a, in definitely in God and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I definitely do and and those are the those are the things that I tap into mm-hmm. and and I believe that when we tap into um into that deeper mysterious part of who we are mm-hmm. we may not always be able to define in this world everything mm-hmm. um but i but i but i i i i feel that you are correct in that there is something in 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 humans to to uh we 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 have a yearning we don't always understand how to bring that yearning out and how to connect and to where we're supposed to go in our lives and I believe in we having a purpose and yes. and I now look back at at my journey of foster care and now my journey through animals. And this was supposed to be how my life was supposed to play out so yes. far. Yes. And yes. and I was supposed to go through I was supposed to buy all these pitty I mean people think uh, a couple people think I'm 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 um you know, lovely over my mind. <laughs> out of my mind. I'm, I'm wonderfully over my mind, but you know, out of my mind here. I keep saying over my mind, but I, I guess I am. <laughs> no. Yeah. But um, but um, those that those that know me where I live, they you know they they know that there's a spirit, spiritual depth within me. But there's also this yes. uh, childlike spirit that seeks out. Uh, you know, and animals are uh, they are creations. Yes. And uh and yeah. they teach us things and about ourselves and about others and about them. Yes. <laughs> um, they do. Uh can you think of one such lesson that you could illuminate for us? What have they taught you? Oh, okay, yes. Um well, um I would I would say going through the um squeakles, when squeakles um died it just seemed like that set the roller coaster for me to lose other other animals. Up to the point that mm-hmm. Squeakles died I had not we had not suffered any pet losses for uh, a few years and we had we had the guinea pigs here. Um and so when um she died, then another and then another. Mm-hmm. Now Tiggy's story is very interesting because Tiggy I had Tiggy eighteen days total and Tiggy was um, sick at the time that I saw him in the store and when they had him um, stabilized or whatever, they put him back out to be purchased, and I got him. And and, um, and I really imagined this little guinea pig, very tiny little thing, looked like little tiger, so I named him Tiggy mm-hmm. because tiger plus piggy equals Tiggy. <laughs> okay. And, yes, sense. and what Tiggy taught me, and I'll, I'll tell you what, when I went through the loss of squeakles, that was so unexpected for me to feel such depth of grief for a little animal i mean i I understood animal loss. I had it with my puppy and with my dog in my former home yeah but i i didn't i didn't expect squeakles to just really turn my world upside down, and it seemed really out of proportion to my to uh the fact that i had good friends i had a, a beautiful son and i had um I, I, I had promise of a new beginning with my book and my writing and my songs right. and everything was coming together right but when tiggy came tiggy taught me that sometimes we we're not always our lives are not about what we get sometimes our lives and many times really our lives are about what we are to give and i was i believe I was supposed to be tege's hospice nurse um and when he came into my life, I treated him with homeopathic medicines and vitamins and herbal things that i that I felt were safe for guinea pigs and mm-hmm. and didn't do any drug therapy um if, you know with him and okay. but he didn't make it okay. and so I, thought, I was like, wow, you know, I just went through, just settled down a little bit with Squeakle's loss, and here comes Tiki. Mm-hmm. and um, And so I realized, going through all that, these animals were supposed to help me. They were supposed to help me overcome and not fear death. Mm-hmm. That death really is a journey. It's a journey to another world. I don't know that world. We do, Well, we don't know that world on this side. Mm-hmm. We only know what we read, and I believe in the Bible being, um, I base my life on the Bible, and so anyway, um, whatever lies beyond, we we know we're going to die. Tiki showed me that, hey, um, um, the death is a birth, is a celebration. Uh, okay. Of, you know, a new beginning with t- Animals taught me compassion they taught me um, uh, to believe in, in, in my instincts, to believe in my spiritual self, you know, the spirit living in me. And uh, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> oh, yeah, these things? are all great, great lessons. So uh, the first lesson uh, that Tiggy taught you was that sometimes our lives are about what we are to give, not so much about what we're to get. Right. Um, and you're absolutely right. Death is a is also a birth and a new beginning. And uh, they teach us, I think, every day about compassion, and it's incredibly important to believe in our instincts. Our animals live a lot live a lot by instinct, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes. And to be in your instinct um, is also to be, hopefully, connected to your inspiration and your guidance. Yeah, right? so I, I I I believe that. I mean, like one night, just uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I was up kind of late, and I tend to be more of a night owl type person. i My greatest uh, inspiration seems to come at night mm-hmm. and later in the day mm-hmm. um, and um, I believe that we should celebrate where where our creativity and the time of creativity comes through. but anyway, I was up late at night, and mm-hmm. something told me that i I just felt that I needed to go and check my door and pull the curtain back and i did and there <laughs> there was you know like at midnight this black cat with these huge green eyes looking right at me like um okay are you going to feed me again because you fed me yesterday i've been coming to your house to get food i've been waiting here you know and I, it's mm-hmm. almost as if the little cat was the well it's the big cat was saying hey uh-huh. before you go to bed Feed me. Uh, I'm hungry. And, and yes, and I, you know, and and um, I I've got quite a little fan fan base over here on my deck. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I wish they could get on Twitter and tweet and tweet for me and get on Facebook and be my friend and get out there and promote me because these yeah. cats are all lined up for the. There you food. go. There you go. Maybe <laughs> put a little collar or a, or a bandana or something on them so they can help. Uh, instead of the old, uh, uh, what do they call them? The sandwich boards or something, you know, where people. Stand out on the corner with the signs. We'll put yes. have our, have our animals. Okay, everybody. We'll work for food. You know, and, and what's so mm-hmm. funny, Val to me, mm-hmm. what's so funny is that for many years what's it's an it's an irony. I was mm-hmm. allergic to cats and dogs and loved oh. them. I would okay, itch yeah. and I would itch like crazy. Yeah. I remember when we were searching for a house and I knew instantly who had pets and who didn't. I would I would have to, you know, but I loved animals, and they were yeah. always drawn to me. So yeah. <laughs> this cat yeah. thinks it owns me now because it comes and around and it gets mad at the other cats. Yeah. They yeah. want my attention. That's right. That's right. But no, she's mine. Oh, well, uh, Teresa, let's shift gears just a little bit. Um, so yeah. let's talk about a bit more about uh, coping with pet grief and coping, you know, with pet loss. What do you think the first step should be for anyone that's lost an animal? I definitely think you need to find someone and and you'll usually know if you're involved in your instincts and perceptions mm-hmm. um, find find a friend, find someone that you that that you trust that that you can share that with that you know that they will they will accept. Mm-hmm. No matter how bizarre your your feelings may feel at the time, because grief doesn't make sense, really, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a confusing time. who we were before that grief started is not the same person during that grief or that will be evolved out of that grief. yes so, so glad you said that Mhm I know one Thank of you. the yeah, oh no, one of the problems is when we take our pain and share it with those who don't understand. You know, um and then we're it's, a lot of people are made to feel you know silly or you know um not so good, you know that's kind of a, a rejection experience um but you're right when we find someone who truly understands and doesn't judge us in our pain and in our in our process but simply holds the space with love you know for mm-hmm. us to to unburden our heart you know and express our grief and our sorrow. Um that would be I think it's excellent first step. Yeah. Yes and 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 who you share your whether it's pet grief or um or whatever you're going through mm-hmm. uh as a human. It's very important because um sometimes what can happen is you already have a wound that all right, you have a wound and now you need to form a scab over that wound to heal it. Mm-hmm. But what can happen sometimes is if you share it with someone who, uh, and and they don't always mean to be careless. They, oh no. Oh, they just don't has, understand. They don't understand. Usually. yeah. And mm-hmm. yes, and 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 uh, so they'll say they might say something that then what say something that might drive that wound even further. So what really, in essence, has happened is that scab gets pulled off before it's ready, and then you get re-scabbed, and then you get re
1: wounded
0: and scars. Important. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that out. I think that's one of the biggest problems, you know, for people is they don't know who's safe, you know, to share that part of their, mm-hmm. their achy, breaky heart. You know, it's <laughs> yes. just got, um, got, um, broken, and they need yeah. a safe place to express that. Yeah. Yes, right. and you know, and that's one of the inspirations for Tears and the Lilies is um, there's a couple chapters in that book where I am very, very, I allow my vulnerable. Vulnerability to be placed right there on the on the pages, and um, that's important. um, Yes, I mean um, um, there was an incident after Squeakles uh, was buried that took me back to my youth, and um, I experienced in those moments post traumatic stress. I didn't see that coming, and Mm -hmm. and um, when you read it, you know, you think, oh my goodness, you know, but that's what post traumatic stress looks like. And then there's that other chapter of of um, so I you know, sharing your vulnerabilities then allows you to grow and allows you to then, you know, okay, let's deal with this and let's run on and we'll become better Mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Thanks. So let's take Mm -hmm. it from the other direction. So how can others help a friend or family member who's suffering pet loss, who's going through this? Well, most importantly is i think is sharing perhaps sharing their own with them and ah. and, and and you know and saying you know when they realize that they're going through some of the same things um like for instance i had a good fr- i have a good friend and i mentioned her in a book as well and um i remember when her dog died and um before, this was long before i was an author uh, and i was she had an awful hard time and figuring out where to bury that dog and it took her a long time it was Mm -hmm. in the heart of winter so it was very cold Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. anyway um um so when i was going through my my journey with squeakles and how i could not let go of the robe that she died in i just could not i just no one was going to wash it no one was going to touch that robe that she died in Mm -hmm. it was a special robe and Mm -hmm. um, when i shared that with my friend carolyn um she just like yep that's that's all normal, you know, and you just need that confirmation back from your friends, so they yeah, can yeah. help you by they can help you by sending you cards they can call you mm-hmm. they can whatever you you know um offer offer a support line or a book okay Offer your book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, yes. <laughs> hey, my read, read Teresa Winton's book. <laughs> That's right. That'll help yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she put a whole self on the pages for you. <laughs> you'll you'll see your own process confirmed in this yeah. wonderful book. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. That's smart. Yeah. I know a lot of people you know, they have someone suffering and grieving and we don't really quite know how to help them. You know, I know part of it is an inside job, you know, they need to part of it is they they can only do that for themselves you know Um, but there's the other part where they need someone to cry on you know someone to hear listen to them someone to um, to confirm like you said that in fact this is normal uh, and uh, and it uh, hopefully won't last forever um, and it's okay to feel how they feel yes very good point it's okay to feel the way you feel and I mean, I can give two examples. When I was going through um, the loss of Snowflake, our very first uh, guinea pig, mm-hmm. that's all documented in the beginning of our book, okay. and that's my book, but I remember um, um, someone at my son's school who, animal, you know, she didn't suffer animal loss like I did, and but you know what? She listened, and mm-hmm. she said, you know, i I've heard a lot of people really love their animals. You don't have to go through. You don't have to go through what someone else has gone through. And really, no. sometimes you don't even have to know what's in someone's bag to help them carry it. Right. You can just be there for them. Yeah. A good thing about a book, too, is um, or something like that, or a, or a website that connects you to other pet grievers is that if you if you just don't want to share your vulnerabilities, and that's okay too. Then you can do it in private with a book. I, I mean, I've I've gone through a lot of things in private. I share my thoughts too with very very few people. I share my real intimate thoughts, but you know, mm-hmm. sure. uh, my close thoughts. But um, yeah. it allows you that privacy. Um, it's been amazing to me. Just the few people that it's just getting out there. The book just got released. It's just amazing to me. The people that have. That have come to me and said, you know, I felt that way too, but I couldn't yeah. tell people. Yeah. That's sad. We, we've got to be able to share our sorrows. That's part of being a friend and, yeah. and helping each other through the journey of life and getting better along the way. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we do. We need a place to share our sorrows. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in our world. It's we have places to share our maybe our vision sometimes. We have places to share other things. Um, but it's it's important to share our sorrows. That's an important part of our life. Mm-hmm. And it helps make us into the people that we are, mm-hmm. you know, the humans that we are being. Our sorrows also shape us, and sometimes a lot more powerfully than our happy moments,
1: you know, oh, or our, yes. um, you
0: know, other, other kinds of experiences. But they're important. They need to be honored. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love what you said. We don't have to know what's in someone's bag to help them carry it. Yes. Well I, I said. Did, well spoken. I didn't coin it; someone else did. But we—I we don't know that. who coined it. <laughs> Whoever they are, thank you. That's a brilliant, brilliant uh, concept. Uh, yeah. So let's, let's talk about ways to soften pet loss. So, uh, what can people do to help them, you know, process their loss? Um, what would you suggest? Well, probably a lot of the things that I did, I, I think found. I found a lot of healing plant a flower or uh oh, okay. seed do you know, uh seed in their honor. When my mother was dying of cancer I um um I before she died I planted a rose and and what was remarkable about the rose is that I had several other rose bushes but um, her rose was the last one to die that year. Mm. Um and it had a and it had snow around it. It died after that of course and, and then it was the first one to come back in the spring mm. um after she died.
1: Uh-huh. And that
0: that was just so and I had about eighteen or so rose bushes, uh and um but but Val what I did during the process of of helping her see i helped my mother die I, I i never thought that i could help somebody die i was scared of death i'd seen it such violently as a child with my shooting of my mm-hmm. dog yeah. and another dog also i ne i haven't didn- didn- shared that story but another dog was also shot but um that the one i shared was much more traumatic so it was shared but um you know i helped my mother come to her, the end of her journey here on this world mm-hmm. and during the time that i was helping with i would get out there and and I would pray over that bush, and I would even sometimes tears would fall around the ground where that rose bush was. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to convince me that there wasn't something spiritual with my walk with you know, with that rose. You know, it, it's a rose, okay. Um, they say the rose has a soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah. believe, you know, I believe the Holy Spirit and God and all that interviewing in my life. And um, and that was one of so they So during pet pet loss, you can help others by encouraging them to plant or write a song. I wrote a song mm, about Michael's okay. journey. Um, oh, I love that. Under the Popcorn Tree, yes. Thank you. Um, it's currently, um, I'm currently trying to find uh, a singer for that um, okay. song and my other song about my, my, my song ballad of my foster care journey. Okay. And then my love song is not out yet. Uh, well, neither of them are more out there on demo, so I'm searching okay. for someone to put a voice to those, uh and uh, but they can write a song, they can um you know, they can encourage them to write a book, uh encourage them to go and join a grief sport group. Um all oh, sorts of things. Okay. I love that. Uh, and I like mm-hmm. that peop you're in- encouraging people to take action. You know, I think when we're grieving there's a, a big tendency to go curl up into a fetal position mm-hmm. and hide in the closet. You know, for the rest of our life, um, mm-hmm. but but it's important to take action, to to uh, you know, to actually do something. Um, and yeah. I know, yeah. So planting a tree or a flower, um, you know, having a, a memorial service or a celebration of their life, or creating a scrapbook, you know, for them, or um, something like that. Uh, I I think you had also mentioned designing a pet flower garden uh, for for our yeah. gardeners. Mm-hmm. Yes. Actually, I um yes, um what's interesting is that I wrote about that in my book and I got a call from mm-hmm. uh someone um uh that had read the book and I knew them uh, here in the area and um and uh they asked if if they could come over and see the pet garden and and so I actually had a small number of folks over to my house recently and and I you know and I shared that so we got outside and we I had, you know, the little I had little I a little praying, weeping angel, um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very significant in there. Mm-hmm. Each little pet that's buried there has their own special rock or special flowers planted and Good. Yep. you know, and that was really, really healing. Really uh-huh. healing and I love that. You know, I just had another thought. Um yeah. if people who don't have the space or room, you know, to plant, um a, a real garden, you know, out mm-hmm. with flowers and stuff, um, that they could, in fact, do a Zen rock and sand and object garden. You know, those mm-hmm. are quite wonderful also, and those are for small spaces. Um, so that's there's lots of things we can do, um, and all of them are really about celebrating and honoring, you know, the life um, that that has now passed but, you know, continues in our hearts and in our minds and our, um, and have helped create us to be the humans that we are now. Right. Yes. So have gifted us with their with their gifts. Um, and let's just talk for a moment about um, pet adoption and fostering. Do you have any thoughts about that you'd like to share? Um, yes. Um, I just I saw an irony of my own life, and I don't know that irony is really a um, a good word because I think it, it. I was supposed to come into this, but. What I thought interesting when Squeakles died is that a death of an animal, too, and grief will will open up new doors and new um, discoveries for you as well. And so it did. And I got on the Internet trying to find a picture of Squeakles. The story is in the book, uh, you know, of not having a photo of her and how I thought mm-hmm. I did and, and the mystery behind all this. But mm-hmm. I connected with some folks and, and found out that um, um Someone had two little boys up for adoption and so little baby piggies and <laughs> and I wasn't supposed to get the piggies, I was supposed to connect with the fostering and adoption network uh um, ah, okay in South Bend. So okay. Oh, okay. Great. Oh, I love that. And so that's another thing that we can do, you know, so you're right, when we um the the current, you know, animal that has been sharing our life is complete and they moved on. Um, it opens up a new door you know don't um don't encourage people to rush right out and try to replace you know their animal uh, because that just doesn't work Uh, it's not fair to the new animal and it certainly doesn't you know (laughs) it it can can be problematic um but uh, there's also a space for giving a new animal who needs you know help or um uh, needs a home or needs just a a way station until they get to where they're supposed to go, you know, and connections need to be made. So I really appreciate you you holding that space for people to reconsider adopting or fostering or or being of assistance to others. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, my dear, I'm looking at our time, and we are a little bit over time here. I think maybe we should start winding it up a bit. Okay. Um, So do you have any final thoughts or um, things that you want to leave us with today, Teresa? Well, um I mainly want to say that if um if anyone is suffering a loss of an animal, um maybe suggest a book and they can Thank read it in private that way and mm-hmm. and go through it. Um also if, you know, if someone is suffering the loss of an animal, remember that 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 might be their only friend. That might be the best friend. Maybe they lost their companion in life, their wife or their or their husband and then the animal dies and that animal has you know, been there through all that with them and represents that whole life. And when they lose that animal, it can be very devastating. That's why sometimes pet grief can be a little bit more complicated and more difficult. Right. Yes. Oh, I know one of the things you said that really touched me, I want to also leave uh, people with, is this. When the human heart is open to the love of an animal, the gentle paw will be placed in the hand of those who were meant to take hold of it. I love that. So, um, listeners, um, go to go connect with Teresa Ann Winton on Facebook. Check out her video and pictures and site websites, um, and of course, check out her wonderful book, Tears in the Lilies. Thank you, Teresa, for being with us today. We appreciate Thanks. your love of animals. Oh, thank you so much, and I, I really have enjoyed talking with you, and it's been a, such an honor to be on your show, and and Thanks. I appreciate it so much. Thanks. Okay, everybody, so um, go have a great day, and go love an animal, and and um, uh, move on. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Teresa. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, go to ValHeart.com forward slash blog. And if you're someone who values a non-invasive holistic solution to resolving problems with your dogs, cats, and horses, and you want better behaved, healthier, and happier animals, just go to my website at ValHeart.com to apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment session. And be sure and remember to look for my CDs on iTunes. Learning how to talk with animals is fun and will change your life. So while you're there at my site, get my free Quick Start Animal Talk course. And check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system. May the love of animals bless you, teach you, inspire you, heal you, and reconnect you to the circle of life.